Eyes peeled, everyone. It's time for the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. We join you with some big news that came out around a week ago. It's just me and Kieran tonight. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the NIL. We're going to be talking about name, image, and likeness deals that obviously college football athletes, and uh, not just from, well, college athletes in general, I guess, have been signing over the past week. And, you know, it's a real big day for college and athletes as a whole, of which obviously we're going to focus on the football aspect of it. But my friend, how are you? I'll bring you in. Yeah, I'm good, mate. And, uh, you know, as every English person is this week, nervous. <laughs> yeah, we were recording on the Friday night. Um, it's all, I'm going to try to get that tomorrow morning to move you on the Saturday, hopefully. And hopefully you will still feel nervous and Kieran's comment there isn't outdated. Oh, we know it has not, hasn't come home. So, yeah, no, it's obviously a big, big weekend for any round ball football fans. But, uh, yeah, maybe this is going to take our nerves off it a little bit by giving us an hour or so of <laughs> just talking and thinking about something else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, obviously, mate, this is big, big news, isn't it? This is a big groundbreaking thing in college football. Um, it's something that we've talked about in the past and now it's happened. So what's your kind of like opening kind of takeaways from this kind of happening as a general thing around college sports? Well, I think us especially uh, as a group, I remember we talked about this about a year ago, me, you, Andy uh, and Rob and everyone, we, we sat down and we talked about it and we were very pro uh, athletes being able to make money off their likeness yeah, absolutely. because obviously it's been mocked in popular culture time and time again. We obviously have the very famous South Park scene uh, where Cartman goes to Colorado University to ask them about student athletes. Um, and I just think it's time and that these players... Look, America's a funny country and um, people having autonomy over themselves is is weirdly not normalized in this country with certain states and certain laws so it's good to see that these guys who let's make no bones about it they are risking their careers every single time they step out on that field and they are risking their health and they are risking their well-being and the fact that they can now make a little bit on the side is fantastic for them because it potentially means if you do you know if you do break a bone or, or you have a serious injury that you can't come back from, that you're not going to leave school with just your degree. You you are going to leave with a little bit of money in your pocket as well that could potentially help you set up a business or or just, you know, take a year off. You've done nothing but study and practice for three, four mm-hmm. years potentially. So you can take a gap year, you know what I mean? You can go travel and do these things. I think it's incredibly important now that these players are allowed to do this. And more importantly, we get college football video games back. Yeah. Yeah. And college football merchandise as well. I was saying, obviously we hot on the uniform trail and things like that. Most off season, something to talk about, but it's one of those things, isn't it? Where now it'd be much easier to buy merchandise with a player's on player's name on rather than just like, I don't know, a LSU number nine jersey that doesn't have a name on it. The, the fact that you have to custom order the shirt yeah, yeah. when you want a name on. And funny story, actually, I was at the, at the mall a couple of weeks ago with my girlfriend. We're in Ohio, just for, we're in Cincinnati, Ohio. Someone is wearing a Bayou Burrow LSU jersey, and it is the singular greatest thing I've ever seen. This city's really bought into that. I was going to say, you must get a little bit of LSU stuff around the town, since obviously Joe is there now. Well, this this is a shirt actually. Yeah, yeah sure. For, like just for the listeners, it, it's Joe Burrow smoking a scout at the national championship. It's actually one of the biggest sellers from uh, a company called I think Cincy Shirts. So like the, the the whole city's bought into it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I actually wanted to to mention uh, Joe Burrow actually because he had some really good comments about the NIL. Uh, you've probably seen this since like, like you literally worship him. <laughs> but he was yeah. saying about non-scholarship athletes now able to kind of earn some money that means they don't have to like have like other means of making money, like you know, having jobs and things like that. And you know, sometimes obviously if they are a scholarship, I know sometimes if they are a scholarship athlete, definitely they can't have a job. So therefore they kind of like struggle around campus, especially like, you know, um, if there are no other means of making money around anywhere else. And obviously it does probably lead to guys probably doing things that they shouldn't. And some players have obviously ran into quite a big um, you know, probably the law from doing 
really things that you know are really really illegal just because probably they just need some money and things like that so obviously obviously this is hopefully going to stop all that and just make the lives of these guys a bit easier you know it's going to make them feel a bit more professional as well as act it as well yeah and the big part i think it's not for not uh, for scholarship athletes because some scholarship athletes get a stipend. They get per diem or whatever they want to call it. The school gives them money and it's supposed to be for like food or whatever because mm. it's a really smart way to get around the regulations that the NCAA has. But some kids get a stipend. It's very important that this is for the, the non-scholarship athletes, the, the kids who are going to school for six hours a day training for three, four hours a day and then working six hours in the evening. The, the guys who are sleeping two hours, three hours a night, straight up classes, practice, work, get home, sleep for two hours. And they're not leaving themselves enough time to, let's be honest, be college kids because yeah. that's what yeah. college is outside of the fact that they're an athlete. It is an experience and it, it's something that everyone should get the chance to experience. So this is going to be a big change um, for these guys, but also it's going to open up a lot for smaller schools. So let's talk about like a Cincinnati who are on the come up. If you can be offered Alabama where, so Alabama as a freshman, you are not allowed to speak to the media. That, that's just a rule Saban has. And, you know, whether you like it or not, that's his rule. He's allowed to have it. Um but this is why this NIL stuff is very, very important for the the smaller players because they can say, hey, you can come to Cincinnati, start immediately. People will know who you are. You can start making money. You have four, three, four years to set up your brand. Whereas Alabama, you're not going to be in front of cameras the first year. You might not even get to start until your junior or senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, this is going to open up recruiting for a lot of smaller schools, and I think now we're going to see uh, a much more wider distribution of talent uh, in in the college football world because guys are going to realize, hey, this might not be the best school in the country, but there is a huge market in in the city they're in or the state they're in. I can go make some money. I can go build my brand. And then I can go to the NFL with my brand built, who I am as a person. I think that's going to be extremely important for players going forward. Absolutely. I think it's a really, really important point because, first of all, we were talking uh, not too long ago were we, about, um, you know, wanting the college football landscape to be a bit more uh, sort of on an even keel, I guess. And this is one thing that's going to maybe be a mechanism to do that. And also with the sort of modern day kind of social media is kind of everything and personal branding, as you mentioned, is everything. You know, we saw on the day that this happened, which is July 1st, you know, some prominent players bring out logos and things like that, of which I didn't think many of them were very good, but it's not, not, not probably not aimed at me. But, um, you know, like you say, personal branding is big. And if you're able to get that platform by being a starter at a, well, let's say a tier two school rather than an Alabama Clemson kind of team, that like you're saying like, you're not going to play for your freshman year unless you are literally outstanding. Um, you know, and you're able to build that straight away. And like you say, you're going to earn more money off that before you even get to the NFL. So if you do go to the NFL, everyone knows you already. Your jersey sales are going to be more. It's going to have a knock-on effect all the way through your pro career. Or even if you just flame out, you've still got, you know, however much money you made off that, you know, the back of that in college. So, yeah, if the clever and the, the intelligent recruiters out there and the intelligent coaches out there will make this a huge selling point and it'll become you know, the schools that have huge brands themselves and are big brands themselves or are linked with big brands. I'm thinking of two in particular, two schools that are linked with big uh, sportswear companies. There's Oregon. Nike are going to make Oregon <laughs> a lot of recruits. You know, we've seen with Caleb on Thibodeau, which I'm sure we'll come on to a little bit later. And I'm thinking on the other coast, I'm thinking about North Carolina and their links to Jordan brand. They are going to be look, big UCLA's calls. just signed with Jordan brand as yeah, well. Sure. And, and we, we know why UNC had it because, you know, Michael Jordan went to UNC. Sure, he loves, yeah. he loves uh, North Carolina. And then obviously schools like Michigan and, and stuff and Oklahoma, which, are, you know, Michigan's not necessarily a good school, but they are an iconic brand. They yeah, of are course, yeah. huge in sports. There's not many teams with a record as terrible as theirs tends to be year in and year out where they are still selling out a hundred thousand tickets to, to, to a game. That's incredible. We can't understate that. Mm. Uh, that 
the the problem is now are athletes, especially when it comes to apparel deals, are they going to be shoehorned into? Because you know, with schools, if you are a Nike school, your athletes have to wear everything Nike. It's not oh, they can have an Oakley visor because oh, yeah. that's not a directly in apparel company. No, it has to be a Nike visor. Their wristbands, sweatbands, everything has to be Nike. Um, yeah, but like, just to cut in really quickly, Oregon obviously because Uncle Phil looks after everything. Like, it's all that anyway, so it's not going to make a difference. That, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and and then you know we see athletes who who leave uh, a school like Justin Jefferson. He leaves LSU, which is a Nike school. He's not in the league five minutes. He's already got a massive underarm sponsorship. And I, I don't know if it's gonna players are going to have those deals set up and be doing ads for underarm on Instagram or things like that. Or if they're just going to, you know, have to have to wait until leave school to get into the apparel, apparel things. But there's guys signing deals with, like, I think Raising Canes is, is a big one. So already we've seen, my respect has gone through the roof for Spencer Rattler for actually signing the Raising Canes deal because I thought he was just a no good person, but apparently he <laughs> likes good chicken. We can respect that. But yeah, like even Miles Brennan, who maybe might not be looked at in the, in the you know, the, the college football universe as a really marketable guy. He's like just very plain and he's just a regular white quarterback, I guess. Um, and he signed a reigning Kane still. So if he is making money, a guy who isn't particularly marketable, everything he says is very along the line. He isn't very out there with things. I think that's massive that if he can sign a deal, anyone can, I think. It's going to be one of those, isn't it? Where just going back to kind of mixing that in with kind of like personal branding, you're going to get players who are interested in, and I'm just going to pick like topics off the top of my head. I don't know if this has been done or whether it will be done, but things like climate change, things that are really kind of prominent in, you know, the global scale and what Gen Z guys and, and girls, you know, because we'll wind this out to college athletes in total, who are going to be really interested in, you know, maybe they're doing like a science major or something like that. And they could sign a deal with like, I don't know, like a solar company or something like that. And they could advertise that and, they could use that platform for good. And it's going to be really interesting to see not only the guys who are just literally making money, which is perfectly fine. That's what the whole point of the deal is, but also how other athletes who are thinking that way kind of make their stamp on the world almost by, you know, getting that relationship started with a really good cause such as that, for instance. Yeah. And, Look, we, we saw what happened when Trevor Lawrence started a GoFundMe for victims of COVID-19. The NCAA took it away because he was using his likeness to promote it. And then they obviously gave it back because they knew if they didn't, they bad guys maybe again, some things they? would happen to them that they couldn't reverse. People would be like, oh, they really are a scumbag organization, which, you know, I don't think that even needs to be said. They, they just are. <laughs> Nothing they do is for the athletes. It's it's all for them and these institutions to keep the power they have. But my biggest concern now is that we've seen in the past that college athletes have been manipulated uh, by like just bad agents and things like this, convince them to leave school early or convince them to stay and getting them into dodgy deals. And now when money's involved, I think it's very important for these young men to maybe have some form of mentorship. So they're, they're going to know what to look out for. Don't sign with shady people and these sort of things, because when you are 18, 19 i mean even going on to 2021 when you're about to leave university i know for a fact when i was that age i didn't know shit you if i was you know if i was my whole life had been on football at that point you could have easily taken advantage of me because i had no real world experience despite the fact that they're on national tv playing football to millions of people every week and there's a hundred thousand people in their stadium they still don't have that life experience afterwards so i think it'd be very important and I don't want the NCAA to introduce any regulations because anything they do will just harm athletes, but something should be in place for these athletes. So they are not going to get taken advantage of, or someone's not going to take a huge cut. Mm. Uh, and I think it's very already we've seen with guys like Mackenzie Milton, he signed with an actual sports agency who have professional yeah. and now college athletes on their roster. Um, so I think the first few years is actually going to be a little bit rough. We are going to see a couple of dudes get, especially smaller players who, if they see an offer 
uh, and they maybe think, wow, that that's really good. I'm going to take that. And then it doesn't benefit in the long run. So I, I think education will, will come a long way with this. People realize what to look for, what not, not to look for. And maybe the school can even point them an advisor to say, Hey, this guy's just going to help you know what to look for, not not to look for. He's not going to sway your decision anyway, but he will help you decipher who's who's trying to help you and who's trying to harm you, essentially. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, actually, that you just raised right at the end there, about the schools probably needing to have advisors there. Or, you know, almost maybe even having, like, an agency within the school. You know, because, you know, as much as, like, guys can sign with, you know, big reputable agencies, that's absolutely fine for the top, top guys, you know who are going to be in the NFL in a couple of years' time. But there's obviously a lot of people underneath that level, you know, and they're going to be picked up by guys off the, you know, off the block and who are going to be kind of, you know, shady guys, like you may say, and they're going to take advantage of people. And, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be something that's going to be pretty, you know, we're going to, you know, I'm waiting for the day that someone actually comes out that's, you know, said that, actually I signed this really shitty contract with this agency and now it's gone tits up and I've actually owed them loads of money or, you know, something like that's happening. There was a guy that I saw on Twitter not too long ago after it actually got announced who was talking about the Yoke Gaming, who have obviously signed up a lot of guys. And he, you know, was sending screenshots, I don't know how true this is, of, of their contracts and how much they would owe in the future of their, like, you know, if there was an NCAA football game and things like that, and even if they were in, like, a Madden game and things like that, they would get all the money from that. So they're offering guys, like, 20 grand deals and that they would, you know, have rights over that for a very, very long time, which just seems like, you know, you're flashing 20 grand in front of an 18-year-old, 19-year-old's eyes, and it seems like a heck of a lot of money, but in real terms, it's not in the long term when they're making bank in the NFL. Yeah, and here's the thing. The, the whole making money from... The Madden likeness as well is ridiculous because the players don't get paid for that. Mm. They, the, the EA Sports... That's because it goes to the NFL, the, though, right? And that's, they pay that's the NFLPA for the players' likenesses. The players mm. have no say in it. And there's a reason. So, you you know, in the Madden games, there is one person missing, and that's Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. yeah. Because he's not in the Players Association. He's, he's like the only coach in the league who refuses to sign up for it, which I think is just, just great. Bill, though, isn't but, it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think we are going to see some kids get taken for a ride because unfortunately, especially if you are maybe like, let's say you come in like like Justin Jefferson came in, a two-star recruit, barely any notoriety, and you're going to have to fight and fight and fight for every single snap you get. Especially if you come from a, a lower economic status in terms of your background, if you came from like where I came from, super working class, sometimes there wasn't enough money for food on the table and things like that. If they say, hey, you can earn three, four grand a month from us, which is like supposedly the national average out here for wages, but it's not really. Um, when you say that to a player, they're like, oh my God. But then again, you could be taking 10 grand from them. And giving them free ground. And I, I think it's very important. I think we'll see this within the first year. Law students at schools. So if you're if you're studying law at Ohio State or one of these big schools, law students 100 percent are going to be backing athletes and saying, Hey, this is a bad contract. Don't sign on to this. Because I feel like you will you will have some athletes as well who maybe come into small the school as a small recruit, sign a super disgusting contract and then end up paying millions if they make it to the NFL because of this contract they're locked into. So I think there should certainly be some regulation around that. And I don't think any athlete's contract should, it it should be instantly terminated when they leave college, Mm. unless they decide to re-sign when they leave. But I think there should be that out for players so that they, okay, they may get taken for $50,000 over the course of their school year, but it means they're not getting taken for $50 million when they enter the NFL. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really important point as well, that there should be some sort of break when the player does go pro or they get, like, say, a renewal or something like that, because you don't want to be locked into this thing for life, do you? Because, as you say, it's just like anything. There'll be some guys out there just looking to make and take advantage of it and make money off it from these smaller guys. And like you say, it's going to be the poorest background players that are going to get taken advantage of because they're going to see dollar signs in their eyes and know what that means to their family. And it might mean a heck of a lot in a short term. And, you know, that's just going to you know be a massive thing for them in the, in the short term. But like you say, it could fall on its face later down the line. 
like that thing, this this sort of thing won't happen to like a Zach Wilson, who, yeah, he's at a smaller mm. school, whatever, but his parents rich. are insane. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, his uncle owns a, an airline for fuck's sake, and his parents are very well off. Or like Johnny Manziel, his parents were millionaires. They will have more experience with this sort of thing. Yeah. And they'll look at, you know, a 50 50 split contract and be like, no that's bollocks but then there will be kids who come from a poorer upbringing who've never had money their whole life who look at that 50 50 contract not as i'm getting 50 they're getting 50 it's i'm getting 10 grand out of this or i'm getting however much money i'm getting and they'll jump at the opportunity um so i think it's very important for even if universities don't do it themselves and it's set up by just you know like law students or whatever or, or groups of lawyers who just say hey we will look over your contracts. If they want to charge for it, fine. But, it, you know, if you say to a kid, hey, this deal is going to give you a $5,000 sign-in bonus, give us 500 bucks of that. We'll make sure the contract's good for you. You know, I, I think that's very doable and it will help these kids a lot because, yes, they are six foot five, 250, big guys but they're still kids and they still don't have the life experience or the wherewithal to maybe know how contracts work yeah that's it it could seem actually quite a nice partnership as you mentioned between law students and 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 football students or even sports you know, athletes at the same time so yeah something to, to kind of watch out for and if there's anyone out there who's listening to us then yeah if you're in a law degree or something like that then you could be on to make a little bit of money anyway that'll get you through your college education so that, like the the trickle down effect could be you know tell a little bit and obviously if those guys who are getting these contracts they've just got more money to spend so it's going to benefit the local economy and things like that i guess and, and other I, economies like that are like that as well so the trickle down effect so this is is twofold again i do wonder how it's going to affect like so we we have to use well we don't even have to use allegedly a lot of this has been proven in court but bag men so mm. bag men have existed in college football for you know since boosters have existed you know and we know the stories where uh, uh, Recruit will get called on a random number. They'll say, meet me here. And they'll get a bag with 20 grand cash in. And they say, this is, you know, we'd like you to recruit to Ole Miss or whatever. And I say, Ole Miss. <laughs> you bit the right school for all this. <laughs> Straight away. <Yeah. laughs> Ole, Ole, Ole Miss are the, the school that's been caught the most. But, it, it, you know, it happened. Hey, they drop you a bag and be like, hey, you need to commit to Kentucky. Or, or they say it in words where it's like they haven't swayed their choice, but what they're doing is 100% illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's going to affect that because it could be. <laughs> because here's the thing with Bagman, and my favorite thing about Bagman, they could drop you 50 G's and you could just take it. Yeah. They have no legal recourse for you to do it. It's happened before. Players have done it before. They've took 50 grand. Someone said, hey, commit to you know, Ohio, and then they've just fucked off and gone to Michigan. It happens a lot. And um, mm. I, I wonder how that's going to be affected now where they could say, hey, we could give you this 20 grand in a bag where you could come here and earn 100 grand because we're the biggest school in the country or whatever. So it's going to affect the whole ecosystem. I think boosters were the most scared of it because they're like, oh, we can't it kind can't of buy players it kind anymore. of uh, makes them a bit impotent, doesn't it? Like the bit boosters and, like, say, the bagman and things like that kind yeah, of stops that culture almost. Because what's 20 grand to you if you're going to ride the bench for two years and no one's going to know who you are? Or you could go to a slightly smaller school and immediately start earning money. You can immediately set your brand up. You go in, you take the number five jersey. That's now your brand. Mm-hmm. What do you think like the trickle-down effect to this is in high school? Because I know you've got a little bit of experience around that sort of culture in America and things like that. Obviously, then, is this going to mean that college, not college kids, sorry, high school kids are going to be trying to maintain their brand and things like that, ready to go to college, ready to make that money immediately? <laughs> every high school game I go to now is going to be, every time a player makes a play, they're going to try and have a signature moment. They're yeah, going to yeah. flash a hand sign, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. their hand sign. Or remember Des Bryant with the X. This is going to be a huge thing now. Players trying to build their brands. And I don't think it's going to impact football too much because I think even the smart players know, hey, you need to make plays first. And if you make plays, then everything else comes together. We, you know, we've seen it with guys like... We see, we see it go the opposite way, though. Guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, who realistically... 
is a number three receiver on pretty pretty much any team in the NFL. But the your attention... anti-Steelers bias is coming out ever so slightly there. I think he's I, I a pretty high at number two receiver. I think. I don't think that's a controversial statement, especially with <laughs> Chase Claypool on the team now. Um, he he has eyes on him all the time, like whether it's through pissing people off on TikTok or it's it's just from him interacting with celebrities and stuff. And I feel like this can be massive now for college football athletes. I mean, look at Johnny Football. He was hanging out with Drake while he was at Texas A&M. Mm. So, you know, if, if Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow had these rules in place, Johnny Manziel would have even made it to the draft. He'd have got too <laughs> drunk or something and, and passed out and woke up three days later wondering why he's got UDFA contract offers. Um, I mean, this is this is actually something I wanted to kind of come on to. I mean, you've named, you've named maybe two of the answers that I was going to say, but who are the guys who would have made so much money off this <laughs> in the past? And maybe for good reason, maybe for bad reasons, to kind of say. Tebow and Manziel, for sure. I think yeah. probably the, the, the two biggest names. But if you go back further, guys like Charles Woodson. I mean, look, Deion Sanders. You remember what he said at the draft? Go on, remind everyone. When, when the Giants called him, because uh, they wanted to take him, I think they had the ninth pick. And he said, I'm not talking to you. I'm going to be gone before you pick. <laughs> and then he said to the team, uh, who was who drafted him, Atlanta? And they said, I'm going to ask for so much money, they got to put me on layaway. <laughs> Can you imagine if this dude was earning money in college just because how bombastic and larger than life he was? It would have been insane. And guys like Reggie Bush, give him back Reggie his Heisman. Bush, Reggie Bush would have made a lot of money as well. Give him back his Heisman. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah, simple yeah. fact of the matter is you can't... And it, it's not one of these, oh, it's not retroactive. Well... It should be. <laughs> There's no reason why it can't be. They didn't give it like to anyone else per se, did they? They just kind of took it off him. So no reason why they can't yeah. award it. <laughs> it wasn't like it was awarded to the the guy who came second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give give Reggie back his Heisman. But the problem is, college football is very stubborn. Mm. And and I think, look, Dabo Sweeney is the perfect example, saying he would leave if he didn't. He, he said he may leave. I'll be fair. I said this. So. He said he may leave if players can have money because it ruins the integrity of amateur athletics. He says on a $9 million a year contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it makes them entitled. Bear in mind, this is a guy who threatened to leave Clemson unless they gave him a pay rise. He's just... The thing is, though, you can... These are kind of almost two separate issues. I, I feel like... Do you think his age? Said, he said that, yes, he may leave. And he did say may. And that is doing a bit of heavy lifting in this exercise because he's giving himself that out, isn't he? But then the other things that you kind of learn at him, I don't know, he's kind of one of these things where it's, people need leverage on the contract negotiations and he's been there for like 16 years or whatever. So I don't know. I don't think you can kind of hit him that hard on these things. But I know you don't like it. <laughs> That's well, it, it, it even then, it's just, I feel like it's always the old getting upset about this stuff they're like oh things are changing i don't like it and it's like well i mean there's always yeah there's always going to be an element of that right that's like that doesn't that's not exclusive to this kind of point this is you know a general point about everything we'll become one of those people one day my friend <laughs> also cameo is going to pop off yeah the I amount mean, of college it, football yeah, players think, on cameo is going to be ridiculous there's a there's you know probably we're looking into the market as well because obviously we've been pretty high proponents that the full time house for quite a while you know we've been getting some college guys and every time we've done it we've kind of had to almost look at a rookie in this sense you know when we get one for new year so yeah I think we'll be looking at that ourselves but yeah no it's, it means a good way to get people something back isn't it as well you know fans are getting that they're building that brand like you say but unfortunately there's going to be. <laughs> athletes that are going to be even bigger athletes that are going to be so left out in terms of marketability. I mean, look at my quarterback, M- Michael McCorkle Jones, the, the, the <laughs> oh, quarterback you of the... quarterback already, man. Okay. He's my team, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> he's as much my quarterback as Cam Newton or Jared Stidham is. And Okay. You're kind of attracting but... now. You're kind of backtracking. But he, he is... You know what I mean? He's such a plain person. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, what is he going to sell? Like, foot fungus cream or something. He's just such a plain guy. And for my real, my real quarterback, who I love to death, Miles Brennan, 
I mean, yes, he got the Raising Canes deal, but I think that's more, more just because he's from Louisiana or he's in Louisiana playing football. Right? I think yeah, he's sure. actually from Mississippi. Um, oh, there's some just weird deals out there. I've already seen players selling like local syrup. See, the thing is, like, I quite like the locality of things. It's kind of putting I, back into I your think community, that's right? great, but I think it's weird that you see a massive athlete who's out there absolutely destroying people on the field, and he's like, <laughs> hey, buy this like weird jug of syrup that's sold at three stores in my state. Yeah, but there's been some good ones, hasn't there? There's Trey Knox, isn't there, from Arkansas, the wide receiver from Arkansas, signing with PetSmart. <laughs> that was quite cool. I that was like great. That. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see the players with like the more interesting names as well like Storm Duck uh, from University of North Carolina yeah yeah who's who's he, who's he going to sell for if General Booty does well at um uh high school and he comes to he should make it to college his dad was a quarterback for LSU what's what's he going to sell is he going to sell cream or Summers or uh, secret right. Yeah, what's oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, um, Cincinnati. I know his first name is Sauce. Oh, Sauce Gardner. What, Ahmad Gardner. What what's Sauce Gardner going to sell? Is he going to be out there selling ragu or something? It, <laughs> the smoke, amount of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the amount of these. Um, oh, he's going to be selling weed straight away. <laughs> yeah, he needs to move to like Oregon or something like that. Where yeah, exactly. Go to Colorado. You have a massive <laughs> yeah. market for your name there, mate. But. Um, it's just going to be interesting what's going to happen because you know there's going to be just some guys with the weird names like my favourite name right now, DeColdis Crawford. If he is not selling Yeti coolers or, or anything like that, I will be shocked and that is a missed opportunity. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, there's going to be some cool ones that come out and there already is, you know, like we say. Um, it's one of the things like where... You're getting quite a wide array. You're getting people just kind of jumping on like gaming things. You're getting people jumping on like localized things, which I think is quite cool. I think there's going to be an element of like, like I say, like Gen Z jumping on kind of the bandwagon of, not well, not the bandwagon, that makes it sound like it's a bad thing, of like climate change and other like really good um, causes and things like that, both, you know, worldwide and also locally as well. And then you've got like the, the anomaly ones like, you know, train ops, anime, pet smart and stuff like that. But do you know what? If that's what they want their brand to be, then that's what they want their brand to be, right? And that's for them to pick. And it's, it's you know, it's going to add to their, um, almost like their mystique, I guess, and their kind of personality before they even get to the NFL. Because you know that, you know, later down the line, they're going to get asked about this in, you know, the combine interviews and things like that. Especially if you sign with like a PetSmart, which is a massive, huge company, mm. but <laughs> maybe slightly obscure in, in the football world. If he does well and goes first overall draft pick, then he's a spokesman who's going to earn millions of millions of dollars working for that company. As yeah. and the op- just it's so good for players, but I'm just so worried that some are going to get taken advantage of. But unfortunately, that's going to have to happen for this thing to evolve and progress. I think to a point where it's safe for all athletes is some guys are just going to have to be totally taken advantage of what for it to kind of reach it's a, it's a classic thing i guess isn't it where there isn't a ruling to stop things until something gets taken advantage of or until someone gets hurt by it look there's i have friends who hate market regulation because they're like super obsessed with the free market but then we see companies always take advantage of that when there's no regulations in place look at what just happened with volkswagen bmw and mercedes-benz they colluded together so they didn't have to, you know, work harder on reducing car emissions and just yeah. say, keep them all around the same. Don't make your... And then, you know, Mercedes found out they could have been fined 849 million euros and flipped on them. But, you know what I'm saying? I feel like until we see things like that happen, there's going to be a few athletes getting taken for a ride for sure. Yeah, um, it, like it, it, it just is a matter of fact, isn't it? That it will happen at some point. It might have already happened, and we're just waiting for the details to come out in a few years' time, or a few months' time, or someone to, like, say, someone to kick off because a lot of uh, guys have signed with the same company or something like that. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be a problem. But like I say, maybe a few eggs have to get broken to make the cake or whatever they're saying. I don't know what but saying. it also <laughs> means that, that players are going to be able to have a cameo where they can earn a quick 30, 40 bucks here or there. And they're going to be able to 
go to events like let's be honest if you're say you're opening up a shop in louisiana and you can pay a couple lsu is a religion down there i don't think people realize how huge lsu actually is in baton rouge and what it means to the people there if if you are born in baton rouge you are born into purple and gold there is no two ways about it yeah so if it if you're opening a shop there and you can pay an athlete a thousand bucks to come down for a couple hours that's massive those guys are worshipped down there and i think that's what we're going to start to see more and more because a lot of it right now is guys making hashtag ad instagram posts or 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 twitter posts and eventually it's going to evolve into hey this guy's making an appearance or oh we're holding a game night or whatever come down and play pool or darts against one of these players or whatever they're going to be here for the day come meet them and then that player will be there and they'll be able to sell merch and sell some stuff like that so i I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves over the next couple years for sure yeah, and it, it absolutely will, won't it? Because, like you say, right now it is just cameo, you know, for some people and Instagram posts and things like that. But you know, brands are smart, right? So brands will get onto it. Brands will see how they're gonna manip- not manipulate. Again, that sounds negative, but you know, use these guys to their advantage, and how guys are gonna again use use the brands to their advantage as well, as we keep saying. And like I keep said, like I said earlier on, I think that there's some colleges that have close ties with with big brands and things like that in the area that are going to use this to their advantage with recruiting as well. So it's going to be a real shake-up of the college football landscape, for sure. Especially like, especially like a Michigan, where like, yeah, the record's not great and there's obviously a lot of coaching concerns, but the market is massive. Yeah. It's a super loyal fan base. And if you were like, look, like a... I'm going to use two Patriots players, for example, because they're two of my favourite guys out of Michigan recently, in Chase Winovich and Josh Uche. Mm -hmm. If you were these two guys who absolutely perform their best every single time they're on the field, but it's still Michigan, that's going to help a lot of bigger recruits say, hey, I can go there, but I can make some of that Jordan brand money. I can make some of that 110,000 people in the stands every week money. Mm. That's going to be a benefit for a lot of athletes because I think it's just super important now that this is done correctly. And I think schools, a lot of schools are going to be like, hey, come to this school. You can earn a shit ton of money and maybe sell kids a promise that isn't actually there. Oh, so you think that the schools will be the bad guys as well, <laughs> in a way? That's the problem, because the schools are always, no matter what they do, they're going to do something wrong down the line, whether it's avoidable or not. Um, they should give, uh, I think their first phone call should probably be to a guy like Silas Nasitas to give him a call and say, hey, sorry we kicked you and your coach out of the NCAA forever because he slept on your couch and you fed him. I think the NCAA needs yeah, to make good with guys like that. <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah, he's making a good living now doing YouTube or whatever, but he was an NFL-level talent, and he had to go play in Europe. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like We just talked about Reggie Bush earlier on giving him Heisman back, but again, that's the upper echelon kind of the guy who got wrong, but you know, there's been other guys who've been wronged at much lower level, and they've probably no, The smaller guys who are yeah. at an FCS school who got kicked out for uh, like a... like accepting a meal from a coach or like a dude who someone paid for his gas money all the way up to guys like chase young who got a four game ban because a family member paid for his girlfriend to come watch him play in a bowl game mm. yeah it's kind the of ridiculous. utter <laughs> insanity that must be in those levels at the ncaa to think that that was fucking reasonable on any level I hope it cuts a lot of that shit out. I was going to say, on the same note, do you, as we kind of mentioned before about the kind of like Bagman and things like that, do you think it kind of cuts the NCAA's power a little bit? Because obviously we can't get any 100%. Bullshit. We can't get any They don't have a stranglehold on yeah, yeah, these yeah. athletes anymore. Because yeah. a lot of it was athletes wanted to do something. They're like, no, we'll take your scholarship away. You'll never play in the NFL. And mm. now that the athletes can have a bit of autonomy about themselves, I think the NCAA is terrified, honestly. But that's why they've that's why they never introduced it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the more power you give to these athletes, the less power the NCAA has. The NCAA doesn't have power over their likeness anymore. 
Mm-hmm. The NCAA doesn't have a stranglehold on these athletes' careers as much. Like, yes, they very much still need college football. But if you can parlay a few ads into getting yourself known enough that you even get a shot with an NFL team, well, that's enough for a lot of athletes. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Look, let's let's finish off with the subject and the kind of point on this that everyone wants to hear. We're going to get an NCAA 23, right, when this kicks in in a couple of years and they've managed to develop it. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing, though. It's made by AA. It's probably going to yeah. fucking suck. So Yeah. Maybe we should get like 2K on the on the go because their NBA games are pretty decent. And... Look, the last time 2K made a football game, it is one of the best games I've ever played. If you, you get a chance, mate, try and pick up uh, All Pro Football 2K8. It, what console are we talking there? We're talking about Xbox, like just standard Xbox. Xbox, X, Xbox 360. Oh, 360. Okay, fine. It, it's You'll play it and you'll be like, holy shit, Madden is so fucking terrible. Man, Madden because, is terrible. <laughs> people don't realise this as well. The last Madden with good gameplay was uh, Madden 25. And I mean the Xbox 360 version because it resembled NCAA football, like the, the way the ball went. But for the past few years, they're using the Frostbite engine. Now, EA are doing this for all their games. The Frostbite engine was an engine designed for Battlefield. Yeah. (laughs) Solely for Battlefield. And this engine primarily works for shooters. So ever since they've put FIFA, Madden, the only other game that even works slightly on it is the UFC game. Because even their racing games that use Frostbite are shit. Because it just, everything feels off. So until they fix that, the game's going to be terrible and I just hope they don't mess up recruiting because I can sit for hours and recruit players in NCAA 14. Um, and if you get a chance, head over to CFB revamped on Instagram or Twitter. They are really changing a, a seven year old, eight year old game at this point. Yeah, there you go. I know you're still playing it, aren't you? On your, on your completely legal Xbox. So yeah, <laughs> it is legal, but, and I have a legal copy of NCAA 14, but I would not recommend that you go download any other games to use on it. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll tread lightly around that subject, but... <laughs> yeah, Can't no. endorse that behaviour. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be something that people want. It's going to sell a heck of a lot. Hopefully, like I mean, like you said right at the beginning, we've been big advocates of players getting paid and we're not just talking scholarships and things like that. We you can know, see players' likenesses in the game as well. Yeah, exactly. They, they, yeah. they got around it back then. They would have like, you play Florida and it would say QB number 15 and it would just by chance be a left-handed quarterback who's super athletic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was very clear who these players were. They just weren't named. So. Yeah, it's a little bit like if, the pro evolution soccer thing, isn't it? Like in bygone years where it was back, like... Back when they had South London and it was yeah, just like red yeah. and white. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting. Um if players' likenesses are in the game, sure, that will be great. I don't know how you're going to get... How, how many D1 schools are there? Like, well over 200. And they're probably going to easily yeah, for the have... Whole of, for the whole of Division 1, if you're going for, like, FCS and things like that, yeah, of course. If, you just, if, you're, just doing, if, if you're just doing, like, the 10 conferences of the top division, that's 130 schools, isn't it? If you have Power 5, Group of 5, that's still a lot of players. Yeah, 130, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's players getting a dollar in some cases. So... We'll it'll be it'll be happens. the it'll be the same thing as what you get in like and I know like hoping like you say it's not going to be by EA and things like that but it'll be the same sort of thing that you get in FIFA where the top schools the players will look exactly like they do just like the Premier League players look exactly like they do but then if you go down to like the Championship League one League two or you play in like a foreign league generic and it's just like generic faces and that's basically what we've been getting in Madden anyway so it's not even like much of a downgrade yeah so, every one starter has a scan and the rest are just generic the same yeah. 10 faces yeah yeah um but you no know, i think you know you'd like to think that if they're going to make a game and i know that companies don't think like this because it's not an ideal world but you'd like to think that if they're going to make a game that's going to be so groundbreaking because like i say it's not going to come in for another year or two surely it's going to be like ncw 23 isn't it you know it's going to be a couple of years for the development so you've got to think that over those two years surely they can arrange a team of people who just go and do the scans at the high schools or something like that and take it from the early stages or like just go around to the 130 schools and take the freshmen and be like, that's what you'll kind of work off as your baseline. Then if obviously you change your haircut and things like that, then we'll change it in the game. 
Yeah. You know, it doesn't work like that, and they won't do that. <laughs> but I'm being idealistic. They just, they just need a character creation suite like what UFC 4 has. I have never played it, so I it, don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it's, whereas you get some Madden's terrible. You, you can either look like an alien or a slightly more ugly alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. FIFA, you can look kind of normal, but outside of like hair and facial hair, there's no real customization. The UFC game, tattoos, body type, everything. I think that would be great to see in games because a lot of players do have tattoos and a lot of players do have accessories that you can't get in video games. Like, for example, um, Derek Stingley with the, the wristbands he wears up his arms and stuff mm. like that. So I, th- I think it would just be making the games accessible. Because f- you can tell who some players are by their, their equipment. Yeah. If you see a Seattle game and you see a dude with the big sweatbands on his wrists, on his elbows, and then the little short sleeve, you know it's Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see mm-hmm. a guy for the Rams with the one pad on the arm, and you know it's Aaron Donald. So yeah. I, yeah, look, sure. we know who we know who JJ Watt is. He's always got that little exoskeleton thing on his arm. So you know <laughs> yeah, who yeah, everyone yeah. is. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those where there's the technology out there to do it and do it right, and I hope they do because literally, you know, if they get it right, then people are going to love college football. They're going to get into college football, and, and also, especially if Madden still sucks at that time, then they're, they're going to sack off Madden and buy the college football game. And also, if they don't have exclusive rights to colleges, 2K is going to make a game. Yeah, sure. 2K yeah, will yeah. blow them out of the fucking water. Yeah, and uh, NBA 2K is always littered with microtransactions and it's kind of <laughs> shitty in that well regard. that's the a isn't it man but you still have the great dynasty modes and you still yeah. have the yeah. great look i love playing nba because i can ignore all the microtransactions i don't want to play my player i want to play with a franchise and you can do that and i think as long as that is in a 2k game they're going to blow ea out of the water that's it and i mean maybe it's out we're showing our age a little bit here but i just basically i'm mad and i just play franchise mode i mean i'm not bought it for like four years but i'm just like a franchise mode person i don't give a sh- i don't care about ultimate team i, don't I still play it. these <laughs> yeah. these are my two favorites i was gonna say i was when you were saying the, the best gameplay i was gonna say the one with drew Brees on the cover whatever that was <laughs> half joking but yeah <laughs> and it, it's so much different from the current madden because you can't just roll right with a quarterback and throw on a dime while you're yeah. running you have to set your feet unless your guy is a, a, a scrambler yeah, yeah. No, but like I say, I mean, you know, it's going to be a couple of years out. Obviously, all this landscape is going to be really evolving over the next two years or well, and beyond. And, you know, hopefully we won't see many guys, if any, hopefully not, getting taken advantage of. And hopefully we get some some form of legislation or some form of regulation that's involved in keeping these guys safe and safeguarding these, you know, potentially vulnerable guys who are, you know, going to be taking advantage of potentially taking advantage of anyway so it's one to watch for sure i mean we'll probably talk about it next year like we have done for the past couple of years i think we're, 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 in some way i'm sure we'll have big updates when we touch on this subject next time for sure because mm. yeah. there's going to be there's either going to be some big scandal or some players going to sign some record setting deal i mean look you get guys like this uh what's his name Quinn Ewers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the Ohio State. Who, who's now blowing up online and how is that going to affect him in his first year at school? Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. These huge recruits. How is that going to affect them in their first year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really true. Because it's a, it makes the jersey a little bit heavier, doesn't it? When you've got money and then you've got fame and then you've got, you know, these guys want to blow up on Instagram right now because they're getting offers. But then they're going to blow up and get money now. And then that's going to affect people in different ways. So, I, my, my biggest just impact is how it's going to impact recruiting. Are you yeah. going to see five-star recruits go to like a look? SMU just signed their biggest recruit in school history. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that the stuff that's happened is going to, the biggest recruit in SMU history, he's going to make so much money off this. So I think we're going to see that a lot. If a five-star recruit can be like, wait, Coastal Carolina's never had a recruit of this calibre. I could go there and make so much money. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And maybe he, he he, and people like that are the prime candidates that to watch out for when it comes to this trend, you know, next spring when recruiting is rolling around and things like that. So we'll kind of keep our eyes mm-hmm. on that one. 
for sure. But yeah, we'll leave it there. I think we 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 could always talk about this. I think uh, for much much longer. But yeah, we'll get out of here. Um, we'll be back um, next week. We're going to talk some quarterbacks. Um, and the guy on your shirt will obviously be mentioned again because we're going to be talking about quarterbacks. We're going to have a breakout season. Um, so I'm sure you'll be there and I'm sure you'll be talking about Joe Burrow again but yeah thank you very much for sticking with us for an hour talking about NIL name image and likeness um, we'll be giving you a couple of special podcasts one of which both of us are on and it's me talking to fans of teams uh, we did obviously LSU that Kieran came on for and we've done a couple of other teams mm-hmm. as well so we'll kind of tease that but they'll be coming out as specials over the next couple of weeks uh, there'll be additions to our usual podcasting um, after we missed a couple of weeks because we've been watching the Euros and things like that. We we gonna we are gonna have a few disappointing fans though because Lee didn't let me sell LSU on the podcast. <laughs> I think he's I think he's sick of hearing the adv- of how great LSU are that he he didn't want me to try and sell the team. Hey man, you get it in every episode. So <laughs> every single episode, I, I have to mention something without fail. So I get yeah, that's all right. There you go then. And like I said, we've already promised that there'll be some uh, in next week's as well. So like I say, thanks for listening to us. Uh, yeah, we'll be keeping our eyes on the name, image and likeness stuff and it's still dropping every single day as well. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled out there and yeah, we'll be flying flag for this and also for British football as well over here um, because there's a bit of a football element in these podcasts, these special podcasts as well. So yeah, let's get out of here. Before we do, Kieran, give us your handles and things like that. Uh, at the Himbo F10Y on Twitter. After the Euros, I'll have a lot more motivation to do things. But just for now, hashtag for the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, like I say, we've, we've had, we missed a couple of podcasts. Uh, I was away and yeah, we've been watching the Euros and things like that. So, but yeah, we'll be up from next week. I'm going to do it because I know you guys hate hashtag United, but hashtag for the game. <laughs> Fortunately, we can't see you, what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, full10yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at full10yards CFB. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.